I'm Ayla Ellison, and you're listening to The Top Line, brought to you by Fierce Pharma and Fierce Biotech. In today's episode, we're diving deep into the dynamic world of pharma marketing, from harnessing the power of AI to navigating the intricacies of the Inflation Reduction Act, the pharmaceutical industry finds itself charting new and uncertain waters. To explore the opportunities and challenges that lie ahead, I caught up with three experts to get their insights. First up, I sat down with Robert Allen, who leads engagement and channel planning for U.S. Oncology at Bristol-Myers Squibb. He heads up a team responsible for the strategic planning of the customer engagement strategy and channel plans for healthcare professionals and direct-to-consumer for the pharma's oncology business. Robert also chaired Fierce's Digital Pharma East in September. Here's part of our conversation. Bob, thanks for chatting with me today. And you played a significant role at Digital Pharma East this year, which is Fierce Life Sciences' event focused on advancing pharma marketing innovation. Can you share some of the key insights or memorable moments that stood out to you from this year's event? Absolutely. And and thank you for having me. A lot of the conversation gravitated towards omni-channel marketing, the role that artificial intelligence is playing in marketing these days, and, and the good, the bad, the ugly of artificial intelligence as we go forward. So I, I feel like the AI conversations were good and robust. I still feel like there's a great opportunity to learn more. Omnichannel, I think we are all kind of, as I put it, we're all hunting for the same thing. We're all trying to get to the holy grail, and that is delivering the right message in the right place at the right time and showing business impact by doing that. Uh, it requires a lot of strategy, a lot of good technology, and a lot of coordination between matrix partners in an organization. And I get the sense that, you know, BMS, my company is one of one of the major pharma companies. We are in the same boat as everyone else trying to kind of get there. I feel like we're all trying to do the right thing. At the end of the day, it's delivering, you know, that information, whether it's to a patient or to a physician, so they can make good decisions around treatment, that's where the business is going. And I feel I'm excited for that because uh, because that's where we should be going as, as marketers, especially leveraging digital technologies. Uh, you mentioned omni-channel. Are there any other uh, emerging trends that you find particularly exciting or impactful for the industry? Data in general. I, I think the industry is really getting smart. I remember having conversations at Digital Farmies maybe two or three years ago, and we were worried about kind of measurement and analytics of activities, right? And and now we're really getting into how are we using data to better inform decisions? And there's so much data out there. It's like, what is the right level of data to look at? You know, removing the noise and, and looking at kind of what's the salient data that I can use to make a decision. I think, again, this now brings in a trend, which is artificial intelligence, machine learning. I think now we have the ability to kind of harness that data and utilize it uh, much better. So I feel like that is a major trend uh, as well as we're moving forward. I think also content development. We realize now that we're not in a a one-size-fits-all world where you can just have two or three key messages and throw them out there, and hopefully that that covers the majority of your target audience. I, I think we realize that it's a lot more nuanced 
And we have to be a lot more nuanced in, in the way in which we deliver messages. You touched on some of the things that are exciting and impactful for the industry. Can you talk about any of the, the challenges? A couple of things. I, I was fortunate enough to host a panel discussion with a, a number of top-level executives from small to mid-sized biotech all the way to larger pharmaceutical companies. And in that, in that panel discussion, we talked about the Inflation Reduction Act and the impact that that'll have on the industry overall. And it's beginning to kind of impact the industry now as the first, I think, top 10 drugs um, that are going to be impacted, that are going to be looked at in terms of price control and scrutiny by the government are, are on the table. What we gravitated towards in the conversation is how is that going to impact drug discovery? How is that going to impact innovation as we go forward? That's real for us to consider as a pharma industry, something that we're going to have to keep our eye on. Next, I had the privilege of chatting with Terry Tarafe, the Chief Commercial Officer at Azurity Pharmaceuticals. I caught up with him at Digital Pharma East to discuss key takeaways from the event and glean some insights into what the future holds in store. Here's part of our conversation. We're here at Digital Pharma East, and my first question is, can you share a takeaway from the event so far? There's been a theme around being a troublemaker, and really, I think the message that really resonates with me is the idea of being a disruptor of change in a very kind of movement type style and not just an annoyance and really driving, I think, a very intentional manner in which folks respond to, I think, the right type of catalyst. And that was a constant theme, I think, what this digital age is creating is that we embrace being that troublemaker with an ability to actually enact positive change. If you could give one piece of advice or or one takeaway from the fireside chat that you did, what would it be? The biggest area that I see for opportunity is we all want to create an innovation, but coming out of the fireside chat, when I reflect on kind of the Azority story, but ultimately where we sit as an industry, it's not about what we think our market wants, it's what our customers are actually telling us what they, what their wants, needs, and preferences are. And we really need to adapt that more personalized medicine approach to that personalized engagement approach. Do you see the industry actually making a positive shift? And what does that look like to you? I do think the industry is making greater strides. I think no matter size of organization, we all have come to the ability to embrace that our model has to evolve. It's the whole adapter perish mentality. And I think our industry is responding significantly in a much more advanced way, I think, going into 24 in the next few years, especially in light of going through the political environment, the macroeconomic environment, not just here in the States, but globally. And so being pioneers of innovation as an industry, what we're doing on the R&D side, we absolutely need to pull forward all the way through our customer engagement side. And so there's a significant, I think, appreciation. There's now a movement to actually act instead of continue to chat. While there are certainly hurdles to overcome for pharma marketers, the industry is also full of innovation, offering plenty of reasons to get excited. 
At Digital Pharma East, I had the opportunity to sit down with Dorothy Gimmel, the Chief Commercial Officer of GoodRx, who brings over three decades of industry experience to the conversation. Here's part of that discussion. If there was one thing that for the year ahead that really has you excited and has piqued your interest, what would you say that is? So I would say the thing I'm most excited about is now that GoodRx has tested and iterated and learned, we have a group of solutions that are very kind of media solutions. They help drive awareness of drugs, let's say, or messages to patients. We learned that doctors use GoodRx and they use it in their workflow. And in fact, they're not using it in a mobile, on a mobile device or an Android or, I, or iOS. They're using it Windows. So they're using it in their, you know, within their EHR. And then GoodRx also has this relationship with pharmacies and I'll call it offline world in doctor's offices. I don't know if you see the little yellow GoodRx cards, like my mom got one from her dermatologist to go fill a prescription. So what I'm most excited about doing in the next few months is building that story around almost the GoodRx ecosystem. So GoodRx can help pharma reach consumers online. They can reach physicians online, but they can also help patients at the pharmacy counter, in the doctor's office, and online, which I think is very, very unique. And if we can pull that all together in a cohesive way for pharma, there's just tremendous opportunities, whether it's branded or unbranded, to be able to reach patients and physicians and at the moments that matter most. So incredibly important. GoodRx is launching provider mode platform. Can you talk a little bit about that and what that is? Two summers ago, GoodRx had a hypothesis that doctors were using GoodRx. So there are ways, as you probably know, in the industry that you doctors are, are easily identified because they all have an NPI, right? A national pres prescription identifier number. So we were able to kind of look and see where their doctors coming on GoodRx. So we turned it on and within six months, lo and behold, 900,000 NPIs had come on in that six months had come on to GoodRx. So then we said, okay, well, they could be consumers, right? Doctors are consumers too. So that's when we looked at time of day and then their, their devices, right? So we know that consumers tend to use like 60% over index kind of for mobile and app usage. Because think about it, you go to the pharmacy counter, you, you're getting your coupon on your phone. But the behavior of the providers was completely not that. It was not mobile operating systems. We realized they were using it as a daughter window and, you know, when they're in their EHR. So, um, and it was time of day, even time zone swapped. It was when they were in their office. So we developed provider mode. So when a, when a doctor who's identified by an NPI comes on to GoToRx.com, we offer them the opportunity to proceed as a physician. We say, you may be a healthcare professional. If you are, we ask them to activate, we ask them to validate. And then if they choose to do that going forward, every time they go into GoodRx, their GoodRx experience is for a healthcare professional. So think of it as that you're registered or something, your experience is different because they know you. So for provider mode, it's still about surfacing savings opportunities, but we've built some really cool things because we know that the doctor is with the patient at that time. So for example, on a given drug page, we've just kind of introduced that a doctor can say, you know, hey, I want a coupon for my patient. They click on it and the QR code for the coupon comes up and the patient can just take a photo of it of their, with their phone. So again, it's that just making it easier 
for the, the patient and the doctor to solve an affordability crisis. We also just launched in provider mode, because again, it wouldn't really be relevant for a consumer, a real-time benefits check in their provider mode experience. So they can easily go in and put in the patient's insurance information and know if the drug's covered or not, which is huge. We did that because if we have really smart product and product teams at GoodRx, they did a ton of research with providers and said, if you could have something from GoodRx, what would it be? The number one thing overwhelmingly was, can I, I need to figure out if the patient's eligible for the medication. So real-time benefit check. So that's what we just launched. If you had one piece of advice that you could share with your peers, what would it be? I would just say the one thing that I value the most and would give is almost advice, always stay in touch with your network because this is such a small community. And there are people that I have known in that room for 30 years. And there are folks that I've met over the years that have just done amazing things. That's it for The Top Line. I'm Ayla Ellison. You can find out more about the topics in our show notes at fiercepharma.com. Look for podcasts. And that's the bottom line from The Top Line.